Oh yeah! Yeah, John! Yeah! <laughs> Welcome to Glowing Weak Point! Fuck! <laughs> that was so good! It's another good clap week, John! That was I'm so happy. Good clap week. All right, John, this is Glowing he's, Weak Point. He's your, yeah, he's your host, Wombat. I'm your co-host, uh, John. And, uh, and hey, uh, this Wombat, is the podcast. What's, what's your Glowing Weak Point? My, my Glowing Weak Point, okay. Uh, my, <laughs> I have a couple, actually. Um, just real quick, I've been watching a lot of movies recently, and movies are so good. Just like movies in general, just, just what a great medium of art we created. <laughs> movies. Is is this a bit like? No, are you just trying to keep the uh, the no. energy going. No, I'm I'm just, I watched a movie called Love and Monsters, which is like it, it takes okay. place after the end of the world. Um, an asteroid is coming down. To er- down to Earth, and we blew it up with a bunch of rockets, but then the chemicals from the rockets rained back down on Earth and mutated all cold-blooded creatures into, like, death machines. And, and oh, That's cool. And it follows the survivors in that, and specifically this one guy who got separated from his girlfriend during the thing, and then the, the, he located her on the radio, but they're 85 miles apart, so he has to go across the the you know overgrown cities and shit to go find her um that's cool and i I like overgrown cities and michael rooker plays a a survivalist that he runs into along the way and michael rooker is great um love and monsters was a great movie uh people should watch it uh my other glowing weak point other than movies is um the pat finnerty youtube channel and I was telling John a little bit about this when I was watching the second episode. Um, yeah. The first two episodes are kind of just like a, a genuine you review kind of thing. He, he does a series called What Makes This Song Stink, uh, inspired by Rick Beato's YouTube channel, where he does a, a series called What Makes This Song Great. Oh. Um, and the first, okay. the first two episodes, he goes over... Um, Kryptonite by Three Doors Down, and then All Summer Long by Kid Rock. But then, John, in episode three, he covers Beverly Hills by Weezer. And what he does is he takes us through a journey, both of the band's past and of Pat Finnerty's own childhood. Where he ha- he reconciles his feelings about Weezer, wh- what used to be his favorite band. He reconciles his feelings with them through reviewing this terrible song. And also, <laughs> also, he sings Beverly Hills over the, the music to El Scorcho and the sweater song. And it makes, oh. it makes the lyrics to Beverly Hills sound better. <laughs> And then he reversed it and sang El Scorcho and the Sweater Song over the music to Beverly Hills. And the music to Beverly Hills made those songs stink. <laughs> yeah. So we found I mean, out what made the songs very, stink. <laughs> it's it's a very simple uh, musical like yeah he did that he did that with those two songs because they're basically all the same song like they use the same chords and shit but beverly hills sounds like butt 
And the sweater yeah, song is does. one of the greatest songs ever written. <laughs> I mean, the sweater song kind of sucks if you're into knitting or crocheting because, uh, I mean, it's just, it hurts. I mean, sure, but if you're into, <laughs> if you're into 90s rock, it's fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's still in my library. Uh... Um, and then episode five, he does the Kravitz Bowl where he takes two songs, two terrible, awful songs by Lenny Kravitz off the same album. You know the ones. Uh, I want to get away. I want to get away. Um, yeah. And then, American woman, get away from uh, yeah. me. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And he pits them against each other in a fake football game. Where where the he's playing the referee making calls during the game. <laughs> okay. And he ultimately comes away with neither of these songs is really worse than the other. They're both just fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. And then the latest one, I have to tell you this, John. Episode seven. He does Emo Girl by Machine Gun Kelly featuring Willow. I like Willow. I'm tolerant of one Machine Gun Kelly album. This song sucks. He creates a fake emo band called August is Falling. And he, he he writes and performs a song as August is Falling. And he has set up a YouTube channel. So Where you, he is pretending that August is Falling is a real band. And he's trying to make it a I'm, I'm a slightly hit. confused. When you say Willow, are you referring to the Taylor Swift song or Willow Smith? Willow Smith. Or... Okay. Yeah. Okay, carry on. Um, but yeah, he, he, he was recording this video while on tour for his own thing. And while he was on tour, he... He also recorded this August is Falling song, and now he's set up a YouTube channel for it, and he's trying to make them a real, like, get a real hit, so that he can buy a hot tub. He wants hot tub money. (laughs) (laughs) And I, Uh... I'm not, if we had any more than zero listeners, I would not be saying this, because I wouldn't want to put his business on the streets. He deserves this hit. Um, but we have nobody <laughs> listening, so nobody's going to know that August is Falling mm-hmm. is, in fact, a fake band. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, go listen to the August is Falling song. It's actually really good mid-2000s, like, Fallout Boy, My Chemical Romance kind of shit. Uh, it's good. John, what's your glowing weak point? Uh, much simpler than yours. Um, <laughs> I did go on for a minute. Yeah, you, you did. Or seven, uh, but that's good. It's it's good that you have glowing weak points. I, I'm I'm glad. That I usually you don't. Weeks looking up. Yeah, you you're usually like, can we skip this? Right. <laughs> my my glowing weak point is that um I I didn't die this week. I guess. Uh, oh, did you <laughs> no. almost? Uh. No, no, that was that was me being you. Oh, okay. Most most weeks. Um, uh, Mark another one off the calendar. I survived. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I gilded Dredgen this week, so 
that's cool. It's the sixth time I've gilded it. Okay. Um, I'm a little disappointed it took me this long, but I, I accept that my, my failings as a human. Um, I don't know if that's I, failings as a human or failings just as a whatever the fuck a Destiny player is. Yeah. Uh, I guess, <laughs> you know what, I'll, I'll talk about what I... Uh, some of my family life. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm expecting some changes in my life in the relatively near future so because of that and the chance that i might not be living in georgia anymore oh shit um yeah i mean it's just you know movement for work and stuff um uh there i have been trying to spend more time with my family just because you know i i might not be around this close to them next year and uh, our relationship isn't exactly the greatest. I mean, uh, it's better than almost all people I know, but <laughs> it's definitely better than mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, it's it's better than your just your about family relationship sounds like the fucking gold standard to me. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but like I I don't spend much time with my parents for one. I don't see many of them well i didn't um and so at the start of this year i was like since things are i'm planning for things to change soon i might as well spend the time i have uh just with them so that you know we're we're a little bit closer or whatever so for the last six plus months every thursday i have been uh either you know one of my parents will come over to my house or i'll go over to theirs and we've been doing crafts and stuff and uh my mom has all sorts of different crafts that uh she's a part and that she's interested in as do i uh but my dad's a little less um broadly crafty as than me uh so uh been doing things like we we built the snake enclosure together um for yoshi so that she would have a bigger snake enclosure because uh, he's he's a craftsman and we built a cabinet for the snake enclosure to go on top of and then we built an actual loom like for weaving cloth okay yeah it's a, it's a lap loom it's it's not it's like three foot by foot and a half by like six inches tall so it's not it's it's not ridiculous but it's it's cool and my wife does um uh textiles so she looming weaving is something that she's always been interested in so cool um and uh most recently uh we've been getting into his other thing that he likes doing with crafts which is miniatures so uh I've built a miniature room before. He's done lots of miniature boats. And back in the day, and by back in the day, I mean approximately 50 years ago, uh, he did a bunch of, um, like, tank models or Jeep models or stuff like that. Right. Um, but then all, you know, 50 years, those are gone. Uh <laughs> 50 plus years if rather. not lost or rotted away to time yeah my my dad's old 
So, um, you know, he's got a lot of experience with uh, with miniatures. I've got some experience, but since I again am intending to leave at some point, um, I uh, had the idea of making a scale model of my house so I could bring it with me. <laughs> okay. It's the first house I ever owned. It is. So so this way I can have a small version of it I can bring with me. And so oh. I've been taking taking measurements of all the house and, and make it a doll house. I dude that would be gigantic. Oh. Like I don't have room for this. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're doing a twenty four to one scale. Okay. So Yeah. Never mind. Um I, I mean I guess you could play with it with Legos. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, we're, we're doing a scale model of that. We've already, uh, cut out all the walls and all the holes for, for windows and doors. And we're working on the internal walls now. Um, so that's fun. And I've been, been doing that with my dad. Uh, we've also got a side project for while we're waiting for glue to dry on things, uh, which is, cause that takes uh, a minute. I, it, it does. <laughs> we we tried hurrying it along last time, and then it just came apart, and we're like, mm, okay, I guess we're done with this for the day. We'll glue it again and put clamps on it and then just move on. Uh, I I got a... Uh, it was on hyperclearance at uh, Michael's, I think, because uh, I don't like buying things from Hobby Lobby, uh, at, at the very least, unless they're on s- extreme markdown. Um, cause I don't support, uh, anything about that company. Uh, <laughs> fuck Hobby Lobby. No, yeah. Always go to Michael's or Joanne's or literally anywhere before Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Joanne's is honestly the better of the three of them. Yes. But there's just not one anywhere near me. I'd, I'd have to drive. If Joanne's is not available, Michael's there. is okay. They didn't steal okay. artifacts from the Middle East. <laughs> yeah, and then sue to keep them. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I don't think they've given them back yet. I don't think they have either. I th- I, I think that's outstanding that they're the it's it's an outstanding need for them to return what they've stolen. Don't quote me um, on that, but I I feel like that's true. <laughs> I mean either way they they they're shitty. Yeah, so, they still like, did it. Yeah. <laughs> Whether and, and even if we ignore that for the same reason or not, yeah, they, yeah. Even if we ignore that, there's the whole thing where they uh, sued the government to allow them to not allow contraceptive care on their health insurance plans. So yeah, <laughs> bonkers. Right. Fuck them. Um, I, I think it was on like Extreme Markdown at Michaels, uh, but there was a airplane model. Um, so I got that and we're, we're working on that when we're waiting for glue to dry. Meanwhile, on my mom's side, uh, we've done tons of things. Like we've reupholstered chairs. We've, we've made wreaths together. Um, you know what? I will post in the Instagram, a picture of the wreath on my front door. Oh shit, guys. Remember Uh, the Instagram? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at it this past week, and I was like, "Oh yeah, there's there's nothing on here for right. for like months. months and months and months." 
Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll post a picture of that if I remember. Uh, like really pretty wreath. Uh, we I made while she was making other wreaths, and uh, uh, most recently, uh, a long time ago, I started work making a puppet. And like and I don't mean like a sock puppet or anything. No, no, like uh, like a Muppet puppet. Like a Kermit. Like a set. Yes. Okay. Um, but I wanted to make one uh, that looked like me. Okay. And so it's gonna look like (laughs) I. Hopefully, it'll look better than that. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I got I got the exact type of fleece that they used for for, you know. Muppet skins, and I, you know, I'm, I got doll hair this last week, so we're we're gonna be, hopefully, doing hair and eyes and stuff this this next, or I guess tomorrow or today, as if you're listening to this, if you're listening to it when it came out. Um, so yeah, we're working on fun stuff, and that's my glowing weak point. Nice. I'm glad you're spending time with your family. Yeah. Good you took you. seven minutes. I took ten. You did. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough for the intro. <laughs> right. Let's get into the news. Quarter of an hour now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's, uh, it's, it's a news week. Here is the news. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess you could just go down the line. Um, there's a new Fire Emblem game. Uh, you should you should know our opinions on this at this point uh if you don't go listen to the very first episode of glowing weak point where we shit all over fire emblem because it's a shitty game well also say we both love these games oh yeah absolutely and uh man i you told me that there was a new one actually you said something like fire emblem engage and i was like what the fuck is that? And then I I looked it up, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, they're making another game. <laughs> and, uh, fuck, I thought I was finally then, done with this. Yeah, and my wife was with me at the moment, and I was like, man, I'm not playing this game. And then today, I watched the fucking trailer, and I was like, I'm gonna I could probably this play this game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never played Three Houses. I'm, I'm behind... Um, I never finished Three Houses, but, I mean, I could have. I didn't finish Fates. Uh, and I know, like, there's, like, three levels of finishing Fates. I didn't finish any of them. Right, I'm never... <laughs> I didn't finish... I, <laughs> I, I bought Birthright. Birthright blows. <laughs> maybe halfway through. I bought Conquest as well, because... Conquest I was a is sort worse. Of fool. Who likes having the physical copies of things, even though it screws me because I can't do revelations without buying it again, because you've got to do it... Um, Haven't played Conquest at all, and uh, of course haven't gotten into revelations because that's after... Both of them. Yeah. No, nobody actually needs to play Fates. Fates is just straight up a garbage game and shouldn't have been made. Uh, I don't know if it's ever been covered in depth on this podcast, but my hatred of Fire Emblem Fates runs deep. Yeah, literally, your hatred of Fire Emblem Fates is the reason why we're friends. 
<laughs> it, I think it no, is. No joke. It, no joke. And it's, it's not even like I was watching somebody else stream on Twitch. And, and I was we in his friends chat because of <laughs> ragging on fates the whole time. <laughs> you were you were on the stream like oh, was either I? on call or something. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it was the uh, joint stream I used to do with Raynar. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and, and he was playing he was playing just a uh, I think it was the, the one that's known as just Fire Emblem. Uh, yeah, Blazing Blade. Yeah, Blazing Sword. I uh, that's stupid. It's 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 Blazing Blade. It's Sealing Sword, Blazing Blade. It makes sense. Anyway, and I was just ragging on <laughs> on Fates the entire time, and that was the stream where the two of us met. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Fuck Fates. But uh, yeah. anyway, anyway, uh. So, less uh, a decade ago, Fire Emblem put out an anniversary game, a little game people might have heard of, called Fire Emblem Awakening. Yep, and it went downhill ever since, it actually only, before, because Awakening was trash too. It only blew the socks off of everybody who's ever played a strategy game before. Um, it's a sucky game. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's where Fire Emblem went bad. Fire Emblem was good, and then Awakening came out. Sure. Actually, that's not true. Uh, Fire Emblem was good, and then they started re-releasing games for the third time. Uh, and that was when it was an issue. <laughs> listen, listen. With this game, they'll finally get people to care about Marth. But Mars! <laughs> John, John, Marth is in this game, too. That's but Mars. <laughs> Instead of just doing what Awakening did, where they took all the like cool mechanics and shit they left on the wayside like a decade before, two decades before, and brought them back and did new things with them, they're just like, but what if you can summon Krom and Marth? Mm-hmm. And that's the that's apparently the idea they had for the game. That's the whole idea. Yeah, it's a it's a mobile I'll, game on a console. Also, it looks like uh, new. Um, uh, what's the anime that's not an anime that is currently coming out as an anime? It looks like new Ruby graphics. Yes, and the main character has um, what people online are describing as Colgate hair. <laughs> yeah, and heterochromic <laughs> eyes. Uh huh. With the same same Colgate, yep. yeah. It's it's, it's in, the it's most anime Fire Emblem has ever looked, and it's it's a bad it's choice. A choice. <laughs> um, tell me about Zelda uh, Tears of the Kingdom, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, because I have never heard of it. Um, you've heard and of Breath of the Wild the too. Uh, Tears okay. of, the, Tears of the Kingdom is... is the subtitle for what what was being called Breath of the Wild 2. It's The Legend gotcha. of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Parentheses, Breath of the Wild 2. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, cool. But Nintendo decided not to live stream their direct. Apparently, because the monarchists crying blood about the queen who just died... 
might have been offended by the Tears of the Kingdom subtitle. But weirdly, they still released it on the same day just as a video. So I don't understand what the point was. And I also don't understand why Nintendo, a Japanese company, should give a fuck about a <laughs> European monarch dying. Yeah. Also, I don't understand. Yeah. I've been blown away this past week by the fact that anybody gives a shit about the Queen. Like, I thought we were collectively, as a society, past monarchy, but there's a, a bunch of people online this week just, just fucking jacking themselves to the idea of being owned by a single dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I mean, it was, so it was, I felt sad when she died, uh, not because, uh, of any particular care for the monarchy in general, uh, but because she has been the monarch that has existed. Like, I, I, I know that there's like five or six small countries that are technically kingdoms and they technically have kings and queens. I mean, technically um, Japan has an emperor. Do they currently? I think they do. I will I, I will check this real quick, but I think Japan check, still has yeah. an emperor. Okay. Um uh but like she has been They do. The monarch. Okay. His name is Naruhito. He okay. is he acceded to the throne on May 1st, 2019, beginning the Reiwa era, following the abdication of his father Akihito. So yeah, yeah. He's they they still have an emperor. <laughs> yeah, that that news doesn't leave Japan. No, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make the news in Japan. Um, whereas, like the queen has been the queen for my entire lifetime, and more than that, my dad, who I spoke about previously as being really fucking old was also for, practically speaking, his entire lifetime. She's been the queen since 1952. <laughs> yeah, my dad was born in 1949, so... Damn, your dad's real old. Dude, my dad's fucking ancient. We're, we're like the same age. My dad was born in 1961. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's real old. He had you when he was like cool. 40. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um So yeah, like uh it's it's just it's it's less of a feeling of like ah oh, damn the monarch is dead and more of a the times they are a changing. Like this is an end of an era. Like truly an era that she has been alive um and so it's not not sad for like oh the monarch who is alive during colonial times and right. uh, has overseen famines in people. india and and yeah tons of other Pers countries personally called for the um uh abuse of People who should have been her uh, subjects. We're talking uh, about Ireland yeah. here. 
We're talking about the oh, troubles. No, I, I wasn't. Oh no, I was no, <laughs> I, I wasn't. Uh, she there was a um, I forget when or where uh, one of the colonies was trying to secede, and uh, she she told the military to put it down with force, like she because she she is not in control of anything, like she has zero control. I'm gonna, uh, but for having but no she control. Does, she, she does have the ability to influence her populace because, again, she's the queen. Like, she has no actual power, but she does have social power. Right. In that she's influenced tons of laws her. so that they will specifically exclude either the royal family or, in one instance, herself as a, as a private person. Like... Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, like she specifically told the soldiers going over there to basically uh, attack with extreme prejudice <laughs> people that were functionally her citizens and didn't want to be. A so, dick move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Like as as a person, not not great. But as a symbol of an era, it's it's. It's sad feeling watching it pass. Also, the the idea that the monarchy has no power, tell that to the dude who has been charged with crimes for uh, saying that Prince Andrew, uh, you know, diddled some kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I don't buy into that at all. That's just a thing they say when, in order to avoid you looking at the royal family to too closely did you know that uh, the duke of wales which is what uh prince william is now can legally drop nukes (laughs) yeah the duke of wales can Uh, can authorize the dropping of nuclear weapons do you know who the duke of wales was before it was who was it charles yeah the duke of wales is always next in line to the throne (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) man it'll 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 be very interesting seeing what's coming next because uh nobody likes charles no the 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 royalists don't like charles honestly i feel like this is a perfect opportunity a majority anymore (laughs) this is the perfect opportunity for england to finally be like hey you know this vestigial position we keep around for no reason Maybe we can get rid of that. Maybe we shouldn't have kings anymore. (laughs) I find it hard to believe the United Kingdom would lose their monarchy. But it is very much an option so long as Charles occupies that throne. Because, like, he is supremely disliked. (laughs) And... And already, like, even before this, the... The... um, the whole concept of the monarchy was on tenuous, um, tenuous toes, basically. As like it, they, be. it It was, it was almost gone. Um, if he doesn't abdicate for William, uh, it's, whew, it's just a matter of time. <laughs> and there's, I hope there's, he doesn't abdicate then. Cause I, <laughs> I feel like there shouldn't be monarchies anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
There sh- there just shouldn't. There shouldn't be an emperor in Japan either. Get rid of him. <laughs> I don't know why y'all still have it. I see American history teaches me that like the the fucking emperor stepped down after World War II, and then that's the last you ever hear about an emperor in Japan. And you think, oh, the emperor is gone. They got rid of it. No, no, the emperor no. is still there. <laughs> I wonder if it's a religious thing. Because <clears throat> I know uh, ancestor worship is very much a part of their culture over there, even though it's it's very secular nowadays. They still do a lot of that um, ritualistically. Um, I, I could imagine it being that, which is also a similar reason for the um, the monarchy in England, because they are also the head of the church, which... Has its own issues. <laughs> um, since the enactment of the 1947 Constitution, the role of emperor has been relegated to that of a ceremonial head of state without even nominal political powers. Okay. So they ha- he. this is truly the vestigial position that monarchists in the UK a, claim yeah. the royal family is. It's a tourism thing, basically. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, uh, we got Platinum and Square Enix being shitty. <laughs> Babylon's um, Fall. <laughs> I, I've, it's I've a actually joke never now. heard of the this name, game. The name, we've talked about it. We've talked about this game. I, yeah, but I don't <laughs> remember anything you say. Uh, so Babylon's Fall is the uh, Platinum Games made live action or live service game that they were trying to do. It's like a dungeon crawler thing where up to four people can traverse a dungeon together. And it looks like a bad oil painting. <laughs> and it plays okay. like dog shit. And it, it it sucks. Like, think Anthem, but worse. Okay. And that's what Babylon's Fall is. Like, It didn't even have the tight combat system that Platinum is known for. Uh... It was just shit. But okay. And then now they're shutting down the servers within six months. Yes. Uh, which you know uh, this that just kills the game because as you mentioned, it's an online multiplayer required game. Even Anthem but still m- has the m- servers up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can still which play the game you bought. They they don't sell the game anymore. No. Like you 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 can't buy the game from the devs. Uh, but if you did but, purchase it before, you still have access to the thing you bought. Yeah. Uh, but worse than that, um, they they haven't put the game on discount at all. No, it's like still it's, on sixty dollars. The game has a less than six month time limit, and they're still and selling it full price. Still cost sixty dollars. <laughs> Like they this game even wasn't worth sixty dollars on release, <laughs> and they're still asking for sixty dollars now. How many years later? When did this game come out? Six months ago. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In, le- in less than Man. a year, it will have gone from being released to no longer being available to play. Yeah, you're right. March third. Uh huh. Uh huh. 
Yeah, no, they sh- they should just stop selling it. They should refund just, everybody who ever bought a copy of this game. They they should just absolutely stop selling it. <laughs> period. Just just Yeah. Whew. The uh the player base for this game at one point was like for a single week uh on Steam a single person played the game. That's right. I remember that. Right. Story. That was the game that this was the game <laughs> that one okay. person was playing. And the one person was a video game journalist. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh, the times right. we live in where Square Enix is fucking shit. Yep. Bye bye, Squeenix. You know, I, I right, like well, a lot of Square that's... Enix stuff, and then they fucking fuck shit up all the time. That was it for games dying. Let's talk about games coming. Um, what? So Octopath what's, Traveler what's, Two has been announced. Um, uh, it's a mixed bag for me. Octopath Traveler Two. I like the first one a lot. I feel like the uh, the characters could have interacted with each other a bit more because it's mostly okay. like you go from from town to town, and each town one character has a story there. And and then like you just play through that, and then you go to the next town, and one character has a story there. And then the others, if they're in your party, and a, a thing that they comment on can comment on happens, then they can comment. But you have to like okay, you have to like have them in as an active member of the party, and also like a hit like hit a button that makes them do the comment. So, like, there's not really any conversation happening between the eight characters that you have. Uh, okay. Now, the trailer for this did show, like, the characters on a, uh, like, a, a character on a boat, followed by, like, a bunch of other characters on on boats. So, like, it, it seems like, at some points at least, multiple characters will be on the overworld at once. Which is interesting. That's a new um, and they said that uh, characters' job skills will change between day and night. Like, the the thing they're allowed to do on the overworld. Like, um, merchants can trade with people. Uh, well, that'll be like a daytime thing, and then merchants will have a nighttime thing they can do instead. Oh, so okay. So, that's cool. What I dislike is that all of the characters have the same jobs as the characters from Octopath Traveler. There's an apothecary. Ah, there's a cleric. There's a there's warrior. There's no update. There's, there's a no hunter. additional stuff. Right. So unless they're like uh, really revamping these characters, uh, like the skills and stuff, you can slap a new face on the same class. It's still the same class, though. So yeah. I'd like to... Uh, I'm hoping that they do something more interesting with the classes and that it's not going to be just the apothecary has the same skills as the apothecary from the first game. Yeah. Uh, We've got a new Yakuza game coming out, which reminds me that I still need to get a newer PlayStation and buy all the Yakuza games and play them. We've got two Yakuza games coming out. Oh boy, is it exactly the sort of game I would love to play. Oh yeah, they're uh, awesome. So there's... There's Like a Dragon 8 and a new spinoff. 
Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't played the uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, but basically it's a turn-based JRPG game set in in Tokyo. The, yeah. and you can summon like giant lobsters and shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks wild, and I love it, and I I just need to play through the rest of the series so I can get to that. Yeah, and then they also. Um the the other game that they're making or the other spinoff is actually mostly a remake um uh a samurai version of it like a dragon ishin so but uh, it takes cool. place in the past with characters yeah. that are basically just s- palette <laughs> swaps of the characters from yakuza <laughs> yeah uh also um the Yakuza spinoffs Judgment and Lost Judgment are coming to Steam finally. So, lots of Yakuza news. Yeah, I mean, Yakuza is a good series, and it should get more love. Um, mm-hmm. We're finally getting another Rune Factory game on the Switch. Uh, you know, Rune Factory 5 just came out, like, last year, and it was shit. Uh, I remember, yeah. Or did, it came out this year. <laughs> it feels like... It feels like forever ago, but it was this year. Yeah. Um, but they're... they're... It's, it's currently on your list of worst games of this year. Yeah. I know you haven't updated that fully, but yeah. I've, you, I've been trying really to avoid bad it. games, but that one... Yeah. <laughs> that one d- made the list as soon as I played it. But uh, mm-hmm. Rune Factory 3 Special has been announced, which is going to be Rune Factory 3, but updated to like the the stuff they've added since then which i'm hoping will be like uh the gay marriage but we'll yeah. see hopefully we don't know much hopefully about it be. other than it's coming out and i'm going to play it yeah yeah uh what else we got um i mean there was a bunch of trailers for things that we already know are coming out like uh uh, God of War Ragnarok new new trailer. There was a Bayonetta three new trailer. Um, uh, um, a trailer for a new game called Sin Duality, which uh, dystopian giant mech fights. This sounds cool. Actually, I a like lot of farming sims coming out. I didn't realize this one was a farming sim. It Disney Dreamlight Valley. It's a, okay. It's a game where you farm alongside Mickey Mouse, Goofy, Scrooge McDuck, Yen Sid. <sighs> it feels like this should be a Kingdom Hearts game. It uh yeah, just I I searched it and the first image is like with Moana helping you and absolutely I Sora's going to show up. Like, it, but like Sora should be the main character. This should take place between between some games where he's just like, oh, I'm back on Destiny Islands, and I'm, you know, my parents have me helping around the the farm. <laughs> yep. That should be what the game is. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, that's basically it for the news, except for we have. A bad opinion piece hour. Oh, man. 
This is uh, this might be one of my favorite things I invented on a on a whim. <laughs> this this was such like you sent this to me and you're like, I think I found our next one. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, yeah, that that's definitely a terrible opinion piece it is the six worst video game developers in the world readers feature which i think is the same as the last time where apparently metro.co.uk just allows people to write things on their site and pretend it's the news anybody can, uh, which if you scroll all the way down it says anybody can submit a 500 to 600 word reader feature at any time which, if used, will be published in the next appropriate weekend slot. So, yeah. like, like they just get these and grab them out of a pile, I think, and throw them on their website <laughs> without reading them. Because, my God, yeah. this guy's an idiot. <laughs> so, these are the six worst video game devs, uh-huh. according to this one idiot. Uh, now, he did try so to not hit up hit up indie teams with this. So, yeah, he did at least have that going for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so top of the list was Volition. Uh, which the people who make Saints Row. S- Saints Row. Yeah. Um, Saints Row, which is a beloved series. Right. The first <laughs> one, people, people don't really care about much. For more. But two, three and four yeah. are all like cult classics. <laughs> yeah. Like absolutely cult classics um like if you weren't into into grand theft auto it's because you were into saints row (laughs) yeah which honestly is probably the better of the two of them um not that i've played saints row but i've seen it and i've played gta and uh, saints row looks like a better game yeah no it does um, um, now I, I understand you can have opinions and I can understand that like you might dislike something that other people like, but you can't say that something is the worst. Like I can't say that, um, Nintendo is the worst video game developer of all time because I hate Fire Emblem games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, like I, that's. Well, that's because <laughs> Nintendo didn't develop them. Intelligent Systems did, and right. they are the worst developers. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I can't, I can't say Intelligent Systems are the worst developers of all time because I don't like Fire Emblem. Right. Like, clearly, lots of people like those games. They're stupid, but lots of people like those games, and and you can't say that they are the worst developers of all time because of that. There are far better choices for that. Um, it's like, uh, yeah, uh, Volition doesn't really make janky games. It makes like pretty well polished games that people really enjoy. So. Yeah, right. This whatever. is clearly just recency bias because the the Saints Row like remake or whatever came out or reboot, you know. Yeah. And and it yeah. is janky and it does suck. Yeah. But yeah, the other games are still good. <laughs> <laughs> to quote it, how Volition has lasted this long while making such mediocre games is a mystery to me. 
Because they weren't um, mediocre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they're, they're actually top-tier games, in fact. Next on the list, 343 Industries. And the only game he uh, points out here is Halo Infinite. I don't know what yeah. else they've made. Uh, they did the Master Chief Collection, um, and which, quote, uh, how they weren't shut down and rebooted after the disaster of the Master Chief Collection, I don't know. Mater Chief Collection. <laughs> right, the Mater Chief Collection. My bad. Metro My did bad. no editing on this reader feature. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. The, the, the Master Chief the Collection, Master- but the main character is Mater from Cars. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> no, the Master Chief Collection did really well. No, it did. Uh, I remember that. Like, like I've got it, and I've loved having it and playing it. Like, it's it's a fantastic It gets you all the games that games. you want. Yeah. Um... <laughs> They did Halo Wars 2, which I heard pretty good things about. Uh, they did do Halo 5, which was bad. It, it is the worst of the Halos. But um, somebody has to make the worst Halo. Yeah. Like, they-, uh, they did They did Halo 4, and people liked that one pretty well. So, like, fuck off. Right. <laughs> now, the next one on this list I'm going to say Quantic Dream belongs on this list, but not for any Absolutely. of the reasons that this man gives. <laughs> uh, I mean, it should be because David Cage is a piece of shit. I mean, actually, for some um, of the reasons this guy gives. But, yeah, like, they do have terrible scripts, and they do have bad plots. But mainly it's because David Cage is a sex pest, and he's the owner yeah. and main director for the company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to quote a previous um, game facts, uh, Cage was reported to have stated, in any case, in my games, all women are whores. And at Quantic Dream, we do not make games for fags. Uh, so That's why is, Quantic uh, Dream is one of the worst developers. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> kind of uh, top of the list for should burn in hell. Yeah. Um, at least in the video game industry. Top of the list yeah. is the Queen of England. Well, she's there. <laughs> she's already there. <laughs> sorry, sorry, my British friends, but, uh, you know. <laughs> We're Americans, and we fought to fuck, fuck the queen. Like, fuck her. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next on the list, Sonic Team. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll, I'll grant you, Sonic Team hasn't made... A whole lot of amazing games in recent history. But people did like Sonic Forces. And but people like, did like Sonic Forces. And Sonic and Generations was cool. Yeah. Um, Shadow the Hedgehog is a classic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, they did do, you know, Sonic 06, where Sonic is in a romantic relationship with a human, and that's weird. It is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sonic 06 is uh, well quoted as being one of the worst games of all time, right? Uh, with reason. Having, but the point is, having Sonic Team on here is just like, I. It's like fan pandering. <laughs> yeah, 
It's like y'all y'all know. Y'all y'all know. Uh-huh. Like Sonic this is team. just easy easy clicks. You you can throw yeah. Sonic up in the fucking header of the, the thing and look, the, Sonic is bad. Y- this is like going to a um Star Wars convention and being like Psh, sequels are bad, am I right? <laughs> Man, <laughs> Phantom Menace, right? Only good yeah. thing was the pod racing. <laughs> but that that's uh, the level we're at. Yeah. And and there's really not anything that they said that mattered regarding here. No, um, like what's the is there even a single good line here? Um no. Sue's a lot when the only decent Sonic game in all that time, that time being 30 years, is Sonic Mania. The one that was made by fans and not them. Uh, Again, 30 years of nothing but bad Sonic, they wouldn't have a job. No. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. So- Sonic team would be just be gone. Right. Like, they, 20 years ago the, some of these had to have been good for them to still be here yeah uh, um let's the next one is omega force which is the one where i said oh i have to talk about this I <laughs> you're an asshole if you're going after omega force and saying they're one of the worst developers ever you're an asshole uh-huh like Yes, he is right. Their tech is ridiculously outdated. But that's uh-huh. what people like about these games. It's always the yeah. same thing. They make the same game over and over and over again because people like to play that game. In fact, he's uh, on, they linked the Dynasty we, Warriors 9 trailer here, and that's the one people like least because it tried to change things up. And uh-huh. they did they did horribly. It was it it, it didn't change things up well in any way, but they attempted something new, and people hated it. <laughs> if Intelligent Systems today released a new Fire Emblem game that was built on the same engine as the Game Boy Advance games, it would be a bestseller. People would eat that shit up. Dude, it would be I would eat the that best game that they have ever sold. And it would be trash! Like all those games were. Oh my god, Fire Everyone Emblem GBA Collection. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, dude. Every person on Earth would fucking buy that game. And it, there's no reason for it. They're, it's just, they're all trash. But people would do it. People like things because it works well in that situation. Like, the GBA games were really good for what they did. They had They were built very well in that system to do it. Dynasty Warriors, they... They built an engine. It works for Dynasty Warriors. They keep making things using basically the same shit. And it keeps working because... Duh. We we plug Zelda into it and it works. We plug a fucking Dragon Quest into it and it works. Yeah. Plug Fire Emblem into it and people eat that shit up. People love it. Yeah. Like, 
Everything they do is so shoddy and janky, and there's absolutely no attempt to better themselves, especially when it comes to basic things like combat and controls, which should be their bread and butter. That's because they nailed it in 2002. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dragon, er, Dynasty Warriors 3 came out, and that was the only game anybody ever needed from them again. Just make right. that game over and over again. <laughs> yeah. 21 years ago, they perfected it, and you don't change that. Once, once you, that would be like Dark Souls being like, all right, we've got a new game. We this is a perfect idea. We're gonna iterate on all of our success and make a farming simulator. <laughs> and people be like, I mean, so there there would be a giant portion of people that would buy it just because it has the uh, the devs' names on it. But it would be trash. Yes, <laughs> they don't make those games. They make incredibly precise fighters. Ugh. And he's just talking out of his ass, too. The, the, that paragraph ends, All their games look like the work of a single, unpromising computer student. And yet they're an experienced team that's somehow been around for 26 years. Think about what you're saying for a second. For one second. <laughs> they've been around 26 years. They're doing something people like. Yeah. You can say it's not for you and move on. You don't have to write a thing where you call them one of the worst developers ever. Like, I don't care for anything Bungie has ever made. Bungie games are not for me. I'm not about to throw them on this list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Unpromising right. computer the, the last... student. The last one they mention is Bloober Team, which I have never heard of before. They've released 15 games in 12 years, and he picked the most recent one, uh, the only one he has played, because he has never played any of these games before, so he tried one of them, the most recent, and then hates it. Right, so Bloober Team is a team that's kind of existed for a while, mostly making stuff for other people. Um yeah. Like like if you look at the genres on here, it's like a mix of strategy and simulation and puzzle and, and then they start making games for themselves and they go into the psychological horror genre. And they made that like yeah. Blair Witch game that people liked in 2019. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. like pe people do like what they do. Um their their games are kind of like mixed like critically people like them people don't like them it's it's kind of one of those things it has to be for you you know yeah and like that's fine they're allowed to exist they're not one of the worst developers out there no <laughs> no people, definitely not people like these games <laughs> this is this is just it's absurd right that that Cameron is allowed to fucking come on here and and honestly defame Bloober Team and Omega Force and Sonic Team. Yeah, the <laughs> for, for for shit that's just ridiculous. Like they don't they don't have valid 
points to bring up. Like, except on Quantic if, if Dream, we were, some of their stuff is valid for, on Quantic Dream. Very little. And it's just the stuff that's like, David Cage sucks. And you're, you're right. And they write terrible, um, terrible scripts. Like, yeah, everybody yeah, knows. Yeah. The, he doesn't um, make movies because his movies get laughed out of Hollywood. That's, yes. Everybody knows this. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, like, if we were to do something like this, we would come from it from the perspective, like, we would start at the time and be like, we understand these developers are very successful and they make things that lots of people enjoy, but these are the worst game developers. And we would list Activision. Because... Mm-hmm. Activision abuses their own people and are sexual molesters and just the worst kinds of human beings. And nothing changes. And then, and, and nothing changes. And then we'd list um, Ubisoft. Quantic Dream again. Yeah. <laughs> and we'd list Ubisoft. And we'd be like, we understand. Everyone plays Assassin's Creed. I like the older I, Assassin's Creed games. I do. I don't, but but like <laughs> I don't like, like the lots new of people, direction, but lots of people love these games. They are best sellers every time they release. But I like Ubisoft is one of the worst video game developers of all time. Because <laughs> they treat people like Because shit. of how they treat people. Yeah. Um It's it's like being you can't do this like, I hate this company because they made a bad game once. You have to do, I hate this company because of their shitty business practices. That's really the only... Because the, the businesses that make bad stuff, you don't talk about because they're gone. Most of them existed like, in the 90s. If you wanted to go yeah. to like where the worst video games were being made and actually being sold to people, you would have to talk about development teams that died off in the 90s on the fucking mm-hmm. like Sega systems, on yes. Super Nintendo. Like that's where the real shit is. They, the bad studios don't exist anymore, except for the ones that horribly abuse their employees or the ones that horribly abuse their customers. Like fucking, was it EA who got the Star Wars Battlefront shit? Like the yeah. horrible monetization going on in those games. And uh, yeah. the second and one Ubisoft was not even like both completed. <laughs> and Ubisoft is bad in both ways. Like, that's what you have to talk about when you're talking about modern, like, AAA worst developers ever. Now, he kept himself from going into the indie world, but you could go there and talk about, like, the Domina developer who keeps throwing, like, transphobic and anti-mask rants into his game patch notes. Like, you could talk about that guy. That guy sucks. Or like Phil Fish. Phil Fish sucks as well. <laughs> right. Or Notch. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Notch. Great guy. And then he turned into a piece of shit. Right. Like these, are, Those are who you'd have to talk about to talk about like indie side. But but yeah. he kept himself from that. And so you get to talk about big studios. And you didn't talk about any but one that has anything worth like railing at and you didn't even rail at the part that's most offensive about them yep <sighs> um shout All out right, to well, that was shout out to the first comment down here by elema yoa 
who said, this is such a bad reader's feature, I'm struggling to see how it got approved. Game Central must be really struggling for material at the moment. This is just a list of developers who made some games you didn't like. Yeah. Then they say Volition are the only ones here I really agree with, which is weird. Yeah. But, but the, the first, like, three sentences there, valid, <laughs> valid comment <Yep>. here. <laughs> yep. It's it's a baffling reader's feature. So uh. we'll see you here again in a couple weeks, Metro. <laughs> I'm sure you'll put another bad one out. All right, moving on. We got game facts. The facts about the Salmon Max hit the road. Shit, I think I've heard about Salmon Max. Is one of them a I, dog? You should have. Yeah. Sam. Okay. Sam's dog. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sam and Max Hit the Road is a graphic adventure game developed and published by LucasArts Entertainment for MS-DOS, Mac OS, and eventually Windows. Uh, I don't know why. I love the MS-DOS era. I don't know why I kind of sang LucasArts. I don't know. It was very sing-songy. Yeah. It kind of came out of nowhere. It did. In Sam and Max Hit the Road, you play as the eponymous detective Sam. An anthropomorphic Irish wolfhound. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. the you know the type of dog. <laughs> mm -hmm. Damn straight I do. <laughs> Who alongside his fellow detective Max, an anthropomorphic hyperkinetic three-foot rabbity thing, are required to solve the mystery of the missing Bigfoot. Three yeah, foot rabbity thing? Missing? That's what they call it. They call it, quote, a hyperkinetic three-foot rabbity thing. Can Bigfoot go missing if Bigfoot's never been found? <laughs> yes. I'm going to say yes. This is, this is our generation's if a tree falls in the forest. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Can Bigfoot go missing if he's never been found? Throughout their journey, which leads them across the whole of the United States, they must chase down the star-crossed lovers Bruno the Bigfoot and Trixie the giraffe-necked girl, not the giraffe, who had escaped from no. the carnival and subsequently got caught by the country singer and notorious animal abuser Conroy Bumpus and his henchman Lee Harvey. Oswald? <laughs> nope. Nope. Also, I... Conroy Bumpus is racist. <laughs> uh, it's it's probably based off of Conway something or other. Conway Twitty? Uh, yeah. Or is that yeah. a, is that the cowboy actor? No, Conway Twitty is is the country music singer. Okay. He had a, a giant plot of land and big old mansion and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's Conway Twitty. And his henchman, yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. but you can't put Lee Harvey in, in that order and not be talking <laughs> about Oswald, right? I, it doesn't say Oswald. It specifically never says Oswald. But, but they're referencing Oswald. Oh, of course. <laughs> Did Conway Twitty know Lee Harvey Oswald? I don't think so. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Now, you no know who idea. did? Bernie Sanders. Ooh. Grassy Knoll. I'm stealing this Ooh. joke. 
Many of the places visited on their quest are based on real-life tourist traps, including Mount Rushmore, racist, Frog Rock, not sure which of the two they picked, the Oregon Vortex, racist, and the world's largest no. ball of twine, fake. Again, not sure which of the four in the U.S. that lay claim to it they were lampooning in particular. All of them. Yeah, all of them is, is definitely <laughs> the choice. Uh, the Oregon Vortex is a um, it's a tourist trap in Oregon. Uh, of course. Where it's, it's just a crazy house. It's like built weird and you walk around and get confused about the directions of things. It's like the Winchester uh, Mansion, it. but they didn't build it to, to confuse ghosts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to spend a night also, in the Winchester Mansion. <laughs> Are you allowed to spend the night in the Winchester Mansion? I have no idea. But one of my favorite anime has a uh, has an entire arc based around like like they stay at a place inspired by the Winchester Mansion to uh, see if it has ghosts and exercise the ghosts. It totally has ghosts, by the way, and they're unexercisable. Um, oh, cool! But I ever since then I've wanted to stay at the Winchester Mansion. It just seems like the <laughs> coolest place in the world. Just like stairways oh. that lead up into ceilings, rooms with that that have windows that look into other rooms, <laughs> doors oh. that open into a blank wall. Like it, it's great. Before there was ever a video game, Sam and Max hit the shelves of your local comic book store in 1987, published by Fish Rap Productions. Fish Rap. Who also published Fish Police. Shout out to the three people out there who remember that comic. Actually, while I doubt anyone remembers it, it actually got its own Hanna-Barbera animated show Featuring the voices of Tim Curry, Shit. Megan Mullally, and Ed Asner, among others. Oh my god! But it, but it did only last six episodes, probably due to all the innuendo. I need to watch that show. Tim Curry's yeah. in it. I will watch. Yeah. I will watch anything with Tim Curry in it. Literally anything. I would watch Dude. Paint Dry <laughs> if Tim Curry was next to me. <laughs> dude if tim curry was next to me i would do anything <laughs> literally anything would your friends jump off a, or would you jump off a bridge if your friends did yeah if my friend is tim curry and he jumped off the bridge yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a cool yeah. bridge to jump off of <laughs> uh, it is fuck god i wish i was friends with tim curry me too i'll also take ed asner I mean, pretty sure he's dead. I think he is also. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's been dead a good long while. He is. But, uh, <laughs> oh, no, he died last year. Wow. Good for him. He made it a minute. 92 years. Jesus. Well, 91 years old. But. Who's counting? He wasn't by that point. <laughs> Written and drawn by Steve Purcell, the comic lasted through many stories across ten years. In 1988, Lucasfilm Games hired him, and he worked on several games and drew comics for The Adventurer, LucasArts' quarterly newsletter. 
before being approached regarding making a game about Sam and Max. The It's got to be cool. Just like you're working at a company and they're like, hey. What if you I made a game about doodles. your cool comic? Yeah, what, what if we made a game about the thing you've been doing on the side? Yeah. That's that's got to it's got to hit well. That's cool as shit. Do you think George Lucas uh-huh. himself talked to him? No. No. Absolutely not. Okay. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I think George Lucas probably stepped foot on Lucasfilm proper or Lucasfilm Games properties like once, three times maybe <laughs> across the entirety of its tenure. Like can't have been much. One time was for Monkey Island, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. One time was Monkey Island. He he had to talk to somebody who worked on Monkey Island. Mm-hmm. Sam and Max hit the road, performed very well, and LucasArts moved to create a sequel, Sam and Max Freelance Police. But the devs wanted to make it episodic, and LucasArts rightly shut that episodic shit down. <laughs> Unfortunately, Nobody wants episodic games. No, no they f- suck. Fuck episodic games. Unfortunately, that was the last attempt by LucasArts to create an adventure game, and a lot of developers left to form their own company. Can you guess the name of the adventure game company founded by ex-LucasArts employees who wanted to make episodic games? I don't I, know. Can you? I can't. <laughs> oh. Telltale. There you go. It's Telltale. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was like, I can't, and then I'm like, no, no, I can. It's it's got to yep. be the one. What, <laughs> yeah, what's what is the one game company that makes episodic adventure games? Oh yeah, it's Telltale, and they proved that episodic games are trash, except for two: Walking Dead season one, Wolf Among Us. Yeah, it's still trash. <laughs> After several releases that were functionally just demoing their engines and concepts, Telltale Games released their first real game, Sam and Max Save the World. Featuring considerable oversight from Steve Purcell, they produced two more games, Sam and Max Beyond Time and Sam and Max The Devil's Playhouse, with a combined 16 episodes across all of them. Steve Purcell's like, you are not touching my shit without me being there. <laughs> yep, because he didn't. He didn't get a a big hand in the first game. I uh, he they it was they drew inspiration from his stuff, but they didn't like he was. He's not the director of the game or the producer, creative director or anything. Yeah, he's. They just took his stuff and did stuff with it. Which I mean, like he was okay with that, but uh. <laughs> I, I can imagine he definitely wanted more hand in the, the future stuff, especially since Sam and Max proved to be a hit. And also since Telltale Games was a new company made of people he didn't necessarily trust to do right by his shit. Yeah. Whereas he had worked at LucasArts for a minute before they approached him about making a game, and he's like, yeah, sure. Y'all are cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just the facts. Okay. John, I'm feeling good. <laughs> Were you drinking before this? I wasn't. I got home and I ate a I ate a I ate a microwave chicken pot pie and that was it. Alright. Well 
let's uh let's go on to some hot shit that'll make you feel less good god i need to start uh, I, I need i'm going to find <laughs> topics going forward i'm going to get a list of topics going because i gotta stop we gotta stop this hot shit <laughs> i mean i told you i'm i'm not that was the last of it i don't have any more hot shit it's up to you to come up with more what i'm learning um, watching hot shit is that most stuff is rated poorly because it's boring <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is sad because I, I have to say, before we even get into it, some of the concepts of the stuff in this movie are actually really good on paper. I could see a movie featuring many of the uh, story beats of this film actually being genuinely good. The execution was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So we're uh, talking about right, Star so, Crash. Yeah. 1978 movie. Yeah. Rip off of Star Wars. It's got the Hoff in it. It does. Him it and actually his fucking has two, perm. two stories about uh, how this was made. One is that. Uh, it was being designed before the release of Star Wars in 1977, and uh, they just happened to be making a similar game, or game movie, um, and uh, most other reports claim that the producer specifically asked uh, Luigi Cozy, the director, to make a space opera like Star Wars. And specifically, Cozy had never seen the film, but he had the novelization, so he read it and began working on his own version. So, the worst version of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even listen to the radio drama Star Wars, which is not that bad. No, he, he read the Star Wars book and decided making it after that. That's bad. That's really bad. And this movie is... is John, I need to talk about this thing first. We, okay. This happens late in the movie, but it has to be the first thing we talk about. Okay. Okay. Acton has a lightsaber. Yeah. It's just straight up a lightsaber. And I want you, yeah. I want you to ask yourself, what is a lightsaber? A lightsaber is a blade made of pure light that slices through oh, anything okay. it touches, right? This this is when he fights against the uh, mystical robots that... Or, sorry, the mystical golems. They're golems, not robots. They're robots. Uh, that have regular metal blades. Yes. I'm assuming that it's it's like Mandalorian armor, which, you know, can is, is impervious to, to lasers. It, it's... I mean... It was bullshit. You wouldn't make a robot that isn't immune to lasers. But the thing is, in a you world might. where everything has lasers, but not everything does. He's the only one with this lightsaber thing. He's the but only no, one with like, any of his weird, dumb powers that come out of nowhere. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he certainly is one giant Deus Ex Machina. Which is uh, why they kill him off before the proper climax. Yeah. In the stupidest way possible. 
Like he tackles yes. one of the robots and, and I guess gets electrocuted. And then he looks like he's fine. He's sitting there for three minutes, apparently dying of nothing. Yeah. And he's talking just fine through all of it. It's not like you must go on and defeat the emperor without me. No, it's like, it's your destiny. You need to go do this thing. Yes, I agree. The two of you should go do this thing. No, trust me. It'll be fine. Go do this thing. Leave me. I'm dying currently. Yes, me. I, I'm I'm the one who's dying. Yep, that's me. And then he fades away into a heart monitor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Oh. I mean, like, absolutely deus ex machina, because he, he can see the future, he can control electricity... Uh, he's apparently a super genius when it comes to math and statistics and probabilities and directions and stuff. Uh, he has a, He's the only one with a lightsaber. Uh, he's impervious to death because uh, he's shot multiple times. I mean, he dies in the end, but like... He's impervious he to laser, laser fire. Blaster. Yeah, laser blasters. Oh, wait, what, was the line, what was the line there? <laughs> My deadly lasers will kill you. Yes. <laughs> and then he, he's uh, like, no, your deadly laser fire will kill you. Yeah, and then he holds out his hands, and now he can reflect lasers. Uh-huh. Um, he can bring people back to life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, he's yeah. just a giant fucking ball of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. And he's like the awesome. only cool- good character in the movie. Character. Yeah, he's the coolest character. <laughs> because Stella Star is useless. She she does she nothing the whole movie. The one but, thing well, she does okay, at the end so, of the movie could have been done by anybody else. Yes. I will say they simultaneously make her useless and the most important character. And I as in like they say she's the she, most important all the time. Yes. <laughs> at, at no point does it diminish her. Like every every shot of her is like she is in charge. She is the boss. She is the she is the hot shit. And I mean that in the positive uh, notation, not in the negative that this show is. Um, but every action she takes is is pointless. Crap. Yeah, or stupid. Uh, so like on the on the one hand, like good on them for actually having a female main character uh, who isn't just a damsel in distress or at least also in a bikini the whole movie yeah doesn't not the whole movie only a half the movie most of the movie couldn't they went to half one time it's it's half it they they (laughs) didn't think they could get away with it for the whole movie because (laughs) they knew tvs wouldn't show them so they only did it for half this is in the imdb trivia (laughs) i read it (laughs) there was a choice made there's some more shit there we will get to at the end that will make you hate this more. Now, there's one thing I want to say about Christopher Plummer when we get there. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, once we get to the uh, trivia portion. All right. So um, I guess we can. Uh, I'll give a brief overview of the story. Sure. Uh, we we start out in an the opening story crawl is brief. where they. We, yeah, uh, where we get a way too tight close up on a not at good enough uh, model of a ship, uh, no. which they do considerably throughout the movie. Like, I was immediately like, a ship, 
they do hyper close-ups of not good enough. They opened on a it's, field of stars and then came up underneath a ship. I'm like, really? Really? You're doing that? Yeah. <laughs> the movie came yeah. out a year ago. Come on. Yeah. Less than. Yeah. And and it's 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 not good enough. The they the model is not high enough quality for them to be that close no. throughout the entirety of it. It is clearly it, like, like any, a Lego model. Anytime oh, I was I was calling out shots. There's a um cigarette lighter, like one of the car ones. Uh you you plug into your charger, <laughs> uh, car charger port. There's one of those on there. There's a thermos, there's uh a nose flute. What? At one point. Yeah. Uh yeah. I was I was specifically looking to to pick out things that I could tell. Um Yeah. Uh so anyways, there's a spaceship. Um you see the uh it gets attacked by red things and then everyone dies and uh a bunch of like three launches uh, escape pods get away from it. And then it cuts to uh, <laughs> completely non sequitur cuts to uh, Stella Star, our no. heroine. No, it cuts. It cuts to uh, some rebel bullshit first, like dudes in gray mm-hmm. uniforms and stuff. That I, I don't remember. remember I don't remember what happened during that at all. But I was like, okay, we're inside the uh, the Star Destroyer, like uh, like in Star Wars, like. <laughs> But, I thought that was that that was just that was in between the um uh opening shot with the spaceship and them being attacked. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I skipped that cuz it didn't matter. Um so yeah, we we get to Stella Star who's apparently a smuggler because of course she is and Acton her uh, random man friend who we don't know anything about at this point. He's called and the navigator. They, they say they bring him on yes. as the best navigator that the the universe has to offer. Yeah. Uh, which I, I suppose it's easy to navigate when you can just see the future of where you're supposed to be. Right. Um, and also you're a math genius. Yeah. And also you, you're, you just have magical powers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he's her navigator and they escape from the police and then they don't and they're locked up and they're put in penal colonies and then they're not and the police that came to get them come or that, that caught them in the first place come back and catch them and, and well, get them out of the, the shit and uh, take them to the emperor who is Christopher Plummer and looks fantastic like Christopher Plummer does. He's such a beautiful man. He is. Um, he, he, he was. He does not look so beautiful nowadays. He should not have um, been in this movie. <laughs> no, he shouldn't. Uh, well, he, he wanted to be in this movie so that he could go to Rome. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to talk about. Okay, let's talk yeah. about that real quick. So he, he he's quoted as saying like, "I will do pornography if it will get me to Rome." So I the, love Rome. The quote is, "He said he said he did the film so he could visit Italy for free. Give me Rome any day. I'll do porno in Rome as long as I can get to Rome. Getting to Rome was the greatest thing that happened in that for me. And also, yeah. he got paid ten thousand dollars a day." 
<laughs> yeah, but he was only there for like two days. Three. Because he, he was, was there for three days. Day. Three. Yeah, I he see. made. I he made thirty thousand dollars, and he got to go to Rome, so he had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since they did most of the shots in a single day for him. So yes, the other two that's, were that's just why I was three days. Be only like two days. Um, but they still had him out there, so he was he was getting paid for that shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that was yeah. an easy thirty grand for him in nineteen seventies money. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So the emperor tells them that his son was on the ship that got destroyed by the red thing, and it's there we're searching for the evil count something or other it doesn't matter uh so they have to go find the evil count and hopefully his son zarth arn zarth arn yes who looks Uh, like the 70s master like from doctor who he looks like he's trying to do his best roger ainsley impression he very much does (laughs) I, i was trying to think of who it was that that it was emulating but yes that's exactly what it is it's 70s master (laughs) yeah um so uh then they they go to various planets to try and find which one the first one is a planet of amazons uh ugh it 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 didn't matter none of it mattered there was a titty robot yeah, there was a titty robot, uh, a giant, giant titty robot. Yeah. Um, and so they left. Stella there, Star wears less clothes than the bottle. Amazons. Yes. <laughs> and Stella Star was taller and more buxom than the Amazons were. Yes, yeah, she was the Amazon. The way around. <laughs> yes. Now she did have she did have heels for half of those scenes. We were keeping track. It was like the she would have heels, and then she'd be in a combat scene, and she wouldn't have heels, <laughs> and then she'd have heels again, and then she'd be running, and she wouldn't have heels, and oh, then man. she'd fall, and she would have heels. <sighs> the seventies um, hated women. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they they left that planet, and they went on to uh, a snow planet that. It's hot. Didn't matter. Yeah, it it didn't matter. Uh, at this point, we find out that of the two policemen that were coming to save them, one is L, the robot who is C three PO, with uh, a but better country accent. Uh, honestly, I liked L more than I like C three PO, which is simultaneously a testament to the likability of L and the unlikability of C-3PO. I mean, like, I don't give a shit about either of them, is the thing. Like, C-3PO is the one character in Star Wars I can be like, I can look at and be like, I don't actually care if you live or die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And That's when fair. L when L did die, I was like, I don't actually care. <laughs> at least i don't have to listen to your fucking country bumpkin accent anymore uh so we have l the robot and then we have an inexplicably greenish tinned skin sh- dude who's uh turns out to be actually evil a big surprise his name is Thor. yeah and he's greenish skinned and uh he kills acton but not really and then acton kills him he looks like space joe end. rogan <laughs> <laughs> I 
that was an interesting interesting image in my head uh moving on uh they they leave that planet and they they go to the primitive planet where they fight against the red thing but it's not actually a red monster it's it's just the appearance of a red monster and it hurts you because you think it does it was kind of dumb and uh then they land and they find uh the prince and then they're like well where's the count and acton shows up and is like well the the count is here of course because Uh, bullshit it doesn't Uh, matter but they don't actually know it's the prince yet it's supposed to be a surprise later but it's also very Uh, clearly the prince yes um it's also they should have kept hoff the they should have kept the hoff in that mask the whole time and just treated him like an alien like that you know would why been he the wore best. the mask why which looks a lot like a a uh like creature from the black lagoon painted gold it it it's definitely like a, a very aquatic creature mask thing that they stole from another set and painted yes um uh he was on the in the mask because he had food poisoning for most of the beginning of this uh <laughs> and because of that uh they had a stunt double uh sub in for him because he was just miserable with food poisoning wow also uh, aside from the stunt double he did all of his own stunts for the most part which ended up with him uh actually punching one of the italian stunt double or stunt guys teeth out in like the very first day so mm, sucks uh I, I guess in that scene where they were fighting off the uh the cavemen probably yeah um because so, also yeah, there's cavemen off- on that planet for some reason Yep, there's cavemen, and then they find the the lair of the the count or whatever baron, whatever. Countess Arth Arn. It doesn't matter, uh, and that's where Acton dies to killing the robots, and then the emperor shows up, who's a good guy, um, the Christopher Plummer, and. Uh, they go off to defeat Zarth Arn and halt the flow s- of time. Yeah, they Death Star blow up the planet, but it does so by like freezing the planet. Is it made zero sense? It made actually zero sense. No, so the Count is blowing up the planet in order to kill all of them, and then the the Emperor oh. is like the Emperor is or er, is like uh no. I have the power to stop time. And then he says the line, halt the flow of time. And then a, gr- a slow green laser covers the planet and it halts time long enough. But I guess not affecting them. It halts the planet's time, except them long enough for them yeah. to get off the planet. Um, and then they never use this again. Nope. Even though he has uh, the ability to like Jojo jojo's bizarre adventure like stop time uh they just don't use that again Mm -hmm. uh then they uh send a bunch of fighter ships and uh torpedoes in with soldiers inside of them at uh zarth arn's mothership which is inexplicably a left hand yes um 
And also, <laughs> these torpedoes have people in them, right? And yeah. they break through the fortress's glass, and nobody dies to the vacuum of space. Yep. Despite the fact that the vacuum of space is canonical in this, considering they have to wear special vacuum suits when they do... Uh, intership movement which is stupid they do stupid intership movement because they're like all right i'm gonna go over to the other ship and then they just put on a suit and jump no cables or anything just no tethers free floating in space yeah there's not even any like evidence of like thrusters or anything so you could move once you're out there no you just gotta you just gotta aim right and go do you remember when that happens in 2001 a space odyssey and it's the most terrifying I've, shit you have ever seen i've never seen it oh okay but, D- during the hal yeah. 9000 sequence hal traps them outside of outside of the ship and, and then like mm-hmm. cuts their tethers and and like the two astronauts get sent out into just deep space, untethered, yeah. and and like one of them dies out. That's there. terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's terrifying. fucking horrifying. Mm-hmm. And like in Star Wars, I accept, I immediately accept in Star Wars that they have some kind of like shield around the ship or something because they have yeah. open air hangers. You see the open air yeah. hangar against the vacuum of space and you're like okay they have a shield or something that holds air in but there's nothing implying that in this movie the later star treks also have that like any time that there's a rupture in the hull there's an emergency force field that opens all of the uh docking bays for for shuttles and stuff are all open air but they've got a force field covering the opening so that when you go like you can go through it but the air doesn't go out um, the early ones you have to actually like, yeah, suck all the air out before you go. But like, uh, sure, that makes sense. But this is glass. <laughs> yeah. Again, there's nothing implying that that technology exists here. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've seen zero evidence of force fields at all. Um, yeah. So then they fight and then they lose, and so they've lost. Except, what if we just kamikaze a giant city into the inexplicable left hand? This is the eponymous star crash. It doesn't involve a star at all. Nope. They're like, we could star crash. Which is basically just throwing space Las Vegas into the fortress. Yeah, it, 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 they, the way they make it sound is like it's a special weapon right or like it's it's this they even say a fourth dimensional attack yeah and it's just crashing a thing into the fortress (laughs) that's not a fourth Uh, dimensional attack (laughs) so then they uh uh l who had died at one point it didn't matter uh was who was brought back to life because he's robots so they can just rebuild him and Stella Star go out to pilot the city uh, into the inexplicable left hand. And they just fly it over there. And they're like, oh, there's a city incoming. And it's too close for us to do anything. How did you not see the city? It's a giant fucking city. Right. What the fuck? How did you not notice? Uh, but whatever. The, they, they run it into the hand. And they get out before... It, it hits except the count and, who's like i have to go down with the ship 
Yeah, and then Zarathorn is just an idiot, and then he dies, and then the show's over. Yep. Thank God it was over. Sorry, sorry. There was a really boring monologue delivered by a very bored Christopher Plummer, who you could tell was was reading the script and going, "How, how does this get greenlit?" Again, Christopher Plummer <laughs> is here to be in Rome. He got yeah, he, no. he had to do work for one day, part of one day, and then he had two days to just be in Rome. So I don't blame him. I would have done it too. Like absolutely, I it, in given the same position. Listen, I, I would, would also shoot choice. a porno to be in Rome. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but you can tell he was bored as shit at the end of that. He did not care about this movie whatsoever. No, not at all. Do you want to? Do you want to add anything about this movie, despite the, aside from the fact that it's very boring and most of it doesn't matter? Um, the soundtrack is shit. I, like, looking through this, I saw that people had good things to say about the soundtrack, but I, I thought I, I, I it didn't was... I didn't think it was bad. It was half-heartedly trying to copy John Williams' score for Star Wars, um... And half the time, it it just sounded like it sounded like farts. <laughs> okay, I, I disagree with that. <laughs> I, I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good soundtrack that didn't fit in a lot of sections, which uh, there is a reason for that. Um, the filmmakers were highly reluctant to allow John Barry, the composer, to see the film in case he decided to quit the project because they knew they were making a shit movie. Right. So. They he had to make a soundtrack for a movie he hadn't seen, which usually you get to see it and like write things to fit specific scenes. Which That's is why the music the fades at the beginning of Star John Wars is so good. Into yeah. like like it goes lower once they enter into the ship and stuff, and, and then it'll pick up yeah. during big scenes. You can you can listen to the soundtrack of Lord of the Rings and uh, Star Wars and. Know, know what's exactly happening. What's happening? Yeah, yeah. Without any of the the visuals at all. But like, this one, well, it's just like almost... we have a piece of music. We'll play this as the uh, the battleship comes into screen, and then we'll just like jarringly cut it off when we cut inside the battleship. Yeah. <laughs> also, oh boy, oh, I, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up. Uh, Kristen thought you would. Um, my wife. Uh, uh, she... We might have just not gotten we... to it yet. The, the part where uh, there is no audio inside the ship, but there's lots of audio outside the ship. Like, there's swooshing and zooming, and <laughs> the score is going, and it cuts inside to Stella Star and Acton. Nothing. There, there's there's not even beeps and blips and stuff. They're clearly moving and stuff. There, there's a little shuffling of them moving around, but no audio. Okay. And then cuts back outside. They're zooming around, and it's flipping and flying, and and then back inside, nothing. That and might have been one of the points. Words. That might have been one of the points where I was already bored with the movie and like looking at my phone. But there was, was the first time that she's on screen. There was a point. Okay, then I probably. Hmm. Hmm. Then we might. That's that's mm. the introduction to Stella Star. Hmm. Is back and forth between nothing. Inside and then oh. lots of stuff 
outside yeah. in the fucking void of space where there's no air. Well, I mean, I I already was going to complain about that. There's a lot of explosions and like pew 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 in the void of space, the vacuum of space, where sound and, okay, cannot I'm, travel. But I think I'm I think okay what happened there a was a little bit of it. I think I just, just thought nothing was actually being said. Swapped. No, no. Well, it's it's not so much that nothing's being said. It's the fact that. It goes like three or four times switching between inside the cockpit and outside the visuals with them like swooping around. And out, every shot of outside the cockpit of them swooping around, you see the outside of the, sh- the hull. There is a sweeping musical score and there's uh, sounds for the spaceship flying around. Very loud and every bad time music. There is a, interposed with like four times a shot of inside where there is not the score where there is not the swooshing sounds it is a quiet cockpit and a loud out space so there was a thing a a scene i wanted to talk about where the sound gets super quiet all of a sudden like they're talking from two rooms over like just all of a sudden the the volume drops to to almost inaudible but i was still hearing stuff so maybe that was the scene you're talking about and i, I just had my volume up louder that. than you i don't i don't remember anything like that it yeah, might have been a sound setting there's there's a scene in the in this movie where all of a sudden the volume just gets real low and it sounds like i'm hearing a conversation from a couple rooms over yeah but this wasn't one scene this was four scenes in cycle Hmm. and it's the first time you meet sally star (laughs) so i think you might have just not noticed somehow i don't understand um, like I said, I think anything else you want to talk about? I think just d- during that, I thought there was supposed to be nothing. I thought it was, it was like, what is it from the point of view of like the glass of the space, like the window they're yes. supposed to be yeah. looking. Yeah. So what I thought that it was supposed to be silent. Like I'm not supposed to hear anything because my perspective is from outside the ship. Why would I be able to hear them? I think that's what was going through my head. So I didn't have well, as much of an issue like, with that. Two two scenes later, sorry, two swaps later, cycles of in and out, in and out, it shows them from behind, where he's he turns and looks at a screen and then looks back, uh, and and there's it's still like throughout the entire chase scene where the cops are the first part of the chase scene. Right. Where the cops are coming to get them, uh, they are like one of the scenes they are inside and you hear one of the cops talking to them and uh, they talk back and stuff that is one of the quiet scenes with no scoring at all and then switches back to outside where there's sound they made a conscious decision to not include any musical score in the cockpit but definitely have it outside I did catch Which is on to the that. opposite it should be. I did, like I pointed out earlier, like as soon as they cut inside the battleship, the music is just gone. But and yeah. that that happens every time they go inside a ship, like 
any scene inside a ship. There's just no score. And it's it's the opposite of what it should be. I think, but I think that is an intentional decision. It's not. It's a stupid one. <laughs> so, but it goes back to what you said. They didn't let John Barry see the movie, right? So John Barry's yeah. over here. He's making this loud ass John Williams ripoff score, and that and he doesn't know what it's going to at all. So he can't like audio mixer or like time the 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 music to the dialogue or anything. He can't do any of that. So what do they, what they do instead is every time there's supposed to be dialogue, just no music. Don't let the music interfere with the dialogue. I mean, that's what an audio engineer is for. You don't have to be <laughs> the director to, to, to lower right, the music but this, volume. But this movie was made on, like, cans of Campbell's soup. Like, that that's yeah. the level of budget we're, we're working with. Yeah, those, <laughs> those were the ones that were included on the ship designs. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say before I drop the bomb on you? Um. Let's see. We talked about Acton. We talked about how the Hoff should wear the mask all the time. Um. We talked about how Christopher Plummer doesn't want to be there. We talked about the titty robot. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about Hoth. Um. Now I think we hit all the points I wanted to hit. All right. I am going to read. A IMDb trivia. Oh my god! I just rolled. I just scrolled down the IMDb, and this is one of Eli Roth's favorite movies. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Eli Roth, Uh, get better taste. I'm gonna read the fact right after that. Um, Luigi Cosi recalled he asked Renato Savino. I don't know who that is. Luigi Cosi is the director to select about 20 girls who were to play the Amazon women. Quote: I walked into the office that had been reserved for me. After a couple of minutes, Renato Savino entered together with the first girl, who was very beautiful. I observed her. She was really attractive, and it seemed to me that the choice made by Savino had been really right. I was about to say this when Savino preceded me by saying to the young woman, Come on, come on, let the director see you like you've already done with me. What? The girl nodded, and before I could realize what was happening, the girl quickly took off her clothes, lowered her panties, and remained completely naked in front of me with her breasts and pubes well in evidence. The young woman remained like that for several long seconds while I looked at her astonished. Then Savino said, Okay, the director has seen. Now get dressed and let someone else in. The girl went out, and a minute passed before the next one came in. I took the opportunity to tell Savino, Why did you make her undress? The scenes we're supposed to do don't involve nude pictures. Of course I know that, he replied with a big smile. But don't you want to see them naked anyway? Oh my god. I've already got them all undressed, and now you enjoy the show too. It's worth the view, I assure you. Almost at the same moment, the second girl entered the room. While I really didn't know what to say anymore, Savino ordered her, Come on, get undressed, the director is waiting. And the young woman hurriedly took everything off and started to proudly show me her bush, hoping that I would choose her for the same role. And so did all twenty that day, the aspiring Amazons, and each of them showed me their florid pussy. And I still today, remembering that incredible spectacle as unexpected, I still do not know if I was right or not to stay and enjoy it until the end. You weren't. You weren't right. You, you are not right. You are, in fact, a criminal who should go to jail. Uh, Renato Savino should also be in jail. But he's, uh, I mean, he... 
He's dead. Renato Renato Savino needs uh, some concrete shoes. I mean, they really both do. Like his IMDb does not list his credit for Star Crash at all, but he's mostly a writer and production manager. So he was probably the production manager for this movie. Um, I'm glad he's dead. Yeah. No, he's a he was a piece of shit. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, I, I I read that like nine tenths of the way through the movie and was like, oh fuck. Oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah, that's, uh, that's sex pest shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, Luigi Cozy, you can die. Is he not already? Nope. He's still alive. Oh, wow. You can go die. Yeah. He's still working, too. He had a movie in 2020. Mm-hmm. He can go die. <sighs> now All I'm right, bummed. Well, <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll be bummed by the next thing, too, because you made a promise last week. Oh, I didn't do that. We can talk about the next time we, we talk about games. What the fuck? Okay. Uh... Well, <laughs> okay. Um, it's okay. We're we're already at two hours. This is this is a good good time to. Yeah. So I, I think next week we might have. Uh, a special, uh, episode for you, our first ever, and I'm just gonna leave it like that. Um. And fingers crossed that people oh, next, say yes. Next Wednesday, that yeah, can happen. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking maybe. I've, I've approached them about it. I have not yet received a response. Okay. Uh, we'll have to, we'll have to see if the time works. But there, there could be something cool next week. Um, what are you looking forward to for next week? Oh shit! Oh shit! Um. <laughs> <laughs> you go first. I'm sure I got something. I'm, oh, I'm you know looking what? forward to my puppet looking much less creepy when I put eyes and hair on it and it stops being a void face with a mouth that opens and can just <laughs> <out> your soul. <laughs> Once you get it looking like Ernie. It, no, but yeah. <laughs> but yes, but no. Maybe. Um, I'm looking forward to watching Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza is a movie I've been wanting to watch for a a minute now. I've got it in my Amazon Prime watch list. I'm going to watch it this week. Cool. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I'm just Uh, on a big movie kick. Movies are so good. I think we're not. Go ahead. Except Star Crash. Star Crash isn't good. (laughs) <laughs> i i think we're not doing anime next week and we did news this week which means we would talk about what games we've played no i think we do which, uh i think we do anime the week after that we can uh close yes, out the season I, I, 
correct. I think that I was... We're on the same page there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a good time to do anime. Yeah. And then the week after um, that will be light novel and probably games. Probably, yeah. Um, all right. Well, if we're doing games next week, I need you to pick me a mobile game. Ah, oh, shit. Ah, oh, shit. I've, I've got a list here, so... Oh, that's right, you do! Uh, you, you don't Nothing from Season 5. That's right. That's right, everyone. I've already picked out everything for Season 5. Okay. But... Ooh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like mm-hmm. that I can click on these things, and it shows me a little screenshot of what they look like. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I went ahead and put links in for you, because uh, it's helpful. And what's what's these bad or weeby ones? <laughs> Those are all free. The only ones that that cost things are in the premium section, which is only one. Uh, yeah, I don't want to do the bad or weeby. We're gonna do. We're gonna do. Guardian yeah, Tales. Premium one. I'm poor. Ooh. Okay. So uh, next week we will be reviewing Guardian Tales. Guardian Tales. So now, now I will be playing three mobile games at the same time. Jesus. <laughs> you have fun with that. Because guess what? I'm still playing Arc Hero, and uh-huh. I'm still playing The Legends of Eidolon. I'm up to level 163, I think. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is that I'm game? I'm loving it. The Legend of oh. Neverland. What What the fuck is that? I don't know. Add it to the list. Okay. <laughs> it's got waifus. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll give, a, give it a look. And it says it's role Legend playing. of Neverland? Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll give it a, a look to see if it's worth anything, and then I'll I'll make a decision. All right, so yeah, we'll be we'll be talking about what games we played, and we'll be talking about Guardian Tales in particular. So uh, if you want to follow along, play the game; it's free. Um, or don't wait until we review it and then decide. Uh, hey, it's been wonderful having y'all listen for the uh nearly two hour podcast at this point potentially over two hours once you add in the music and stuff and well but some uh, will get cut out maybe you're right yeah so barely less than two hours uh share this with someone who has a uh irish wolfhound and of course make them send us a picture of it and make sure they've in, never in fact, been in a room with 20 naked women that they were not supposed to have seen naked. Correct. In fact, if you know anyone like that, just push them off a bridge. Uh, but not Tim Curry. Just so long, yeah, just so long as Tim Curry did not also jump off of that bridge. Because then that they're be cool, cool now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want them to be cool. Um, yeah, and... and Share this with someone who has an Irish wolfhound, and if you have a dog, any type of dog, any dog, 
send us a picture. You can send us a picture at uh, glowingweekpoint at gmail.com or uh, at glowingweekpointpodcast on Instagram. And um, the email is actually awesome. glowingweekpointpodcast at gmail. Oh, glowingweekpointpodcast yeah. at gmail. Let me, yeah, let me get that right for you. <laughs> we don't want you sending it to the wrong person. I mean, also send it to glowingweekpoint at uh, gmail.com because uh, they need it. I mean, like, whoever I can, they are, I can probably just go grab that right now and have it. <laughs> you probably could. I probably uh, should. Can, probably. <laughs> um. So yeah, yeah. Send us a picture of your dogs, and uh, we'll share a picture of ours because dogs are cute. I'll I'll post a a picture of of my dogs on the Instagram, uh, right after I post a picture of the uh wreath on my front door maybe i'll post a picture of my dogs too maybe some surprise dogs yeah it has hit two hours for me so i'm gonna go ahead and sign off now thanks for listening we'll see y'all next week bye bye